Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Back to the Hog Call Podcast. Pretty good, Chad. How are you tonight? I'm doing wonderful. Um, University of Arkansas basketball team won another game. A couple more games since last mm-hmm. time we talked, and goodness gracious we were right on our predictions but we were backwards on uh <laughs> who called what i thought vandy might be a little closer and you said mississippi state is gonna be closer so yeah. hats off to you on that oh yeah well well the other way you you almost picked the you picked a pretty good score on the old miss game and you picked uh us uh, us beating uh Ole Miss seventy two to sixty five. I had them eighty five seventy two, but seventy two sixty five was wasn't it seventy six seventy two or you know a four point game like that. So mm-hmm. good job, Chad, on you. It's pretty close. <laughs> well, I'm just glad we were able to uh, you know have some fun with it and pick some in. I mean, I guess we should take a look at Mississippi here. I mean, uh, we rolled right in there and took care of business right at the very end of the game. Yeah, finally. Well, we started off ten and two. Started off, uh, our uh, Ole Miss scored the first basket, and we just went bam, bam. You know, mm-hmm. dunks and a three pointer, and another still layup, mm-hmm. some free throws, and we were up ten to two. And then after that, you know, Ole Miss outscores by twenty um, mm-hmm. to get to where they were. You know, up eleven in the second half, and we just came roaring back. Just everything we needed to happen. Isaiah Joe obviously got on fire in the second half and mm. just bam we were you know we were kind of messing around losing four four or five points a lot of that second half like oh we're right there you know you don't feel like you're out of it never got above 11 but mm-hmm. you know all it took was just a little momentum couple couple more turnovers defensive stops couple uh or joe getting getting on fire and bam absolutely you know, and we did kind of like what I've been what I've been saying in this game too. We kept uh, three point shots down at twenty, um, which which I like. I've been I've been talking about maybe lowering those a little bit. Of course, we didn't win this game by as as much as we probably could have if we'd hit some more. So you know, there's <laughs> that. But our free throws at eighty one percent are looking good. We're forty percent on our, our three pointers and forty percent uh, taking it to the paint. So, I mean. 
looking pretty good. Uh, I, I like this game. I like how we played. A very aggressive game. Played all the way to the end. Um, it was a really fun game to watch. Um, like you said, you know, this one, Mason Jones was, was uh, having a really good game. Well, Mason didn't have his best game, but Isaiah Joe, really, I mean, 11 out of 18, 7 out of 13, hit all five free throws, 34 total points, had two steals and two blocks on top of that. Yeah, Mason kind of struck. He did, Mason did have nine assists, led the team, obviously, nine assists. I think he's averaging about mm-hmm. six assists in SEC play, but Joe yeah. was the one that really got caught fire. Yeah, he had nine assists, 13 points that game, you know, was in there for 38 minutes, but I was just saying, like, being the second most productive. You know, he was able to get in there and uh, it makes something happen, which, uh, you know, definitely wasn't as productive as, as you'd like to see. Uh, but uh, it was it was better than, you know, had he not. And then you got Jimmy Witt coming in and, and playing a very good game this game with, you know, three rebounds and, and 11 points. So, you know, obviously Joe carried the game, you know, uh, Oh, carried the second half. He didn't do anything in the first half. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the majority of the points, 34 points, you know, uh, in 39 minutes. So, he's he's out there rocking and rolling. Of course, it was all in the second half. Yeah, he, I guess he had eight, but 26 of those in the second half. And, you know, you see the kind of more pace of play. We only scored 27 first half, come out and score 49, mm-hmm. almost 50 in that second. So, uh but yeah, man, they, you're, you're right, Chad. They cut down, got about to 23s. They did that again against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Only shot about 20. And uh, in that game, they really scored a bunch of points in the paint. This time, only scored 22. I know we did a lot better the next game when Cheney and yeah. uh, Cheney came along. But um, this we were still, you know, Cheney didn't kind of come do much. Uh, Silla played 10 minutes, really. Mm-hmm. He had five rebounds, but just could, could only one point. Um, yeah, with, of course, he's. He's, you know, he's two for nine, but he's seven out of eight. And like mm-hmm. you said, a couple of rebounds, 11 points, two steals, two. You're right, Mason, you know, even had it on top of those. Yeah, he was three out of 12, but hit all six free throws. Yeah. And then he uh, had three steals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he fouled out. So he made it count, you know. Um, and then Desi, of course, only takes one threes. He's been cutting down on his threes, you know. Um, and then he goes four out of eight. Really nice, you know, good looks. And Bailey adds eight so well one it's, of the things, one of the things not I, yeah not every game's created equal in the point distribution so it's kind of fun with this team oh yeah absolutely and one of the things coach was saying that i thought was really neat um was he was talking about how he likes to sub his guys and uh how he he wants a a leaner roster and he wants you know those kids and they're playing it versus a big roster in college he says it doesn't make sense and has a whole uh, system for it that he that he outlined for us, which is really neat to, you know, have a coach that's not only winning, but he's coming out and explaining, you know, how he's doing the things he's doing and uh, laying it all out there for us. And, and he was just talking about with, you know, uh, being able to sit a, sit a kid to get him more time and, and let him develop and things like that on the bench and there's really no sense. And you know, playing them when you can keep their their eligibility a little longer, and you can play a a team that is much thinner, and uh, because the amount of games that we play, he was basically saying that like, well, we play eighty something, I think, in college. Thirty, and, yeah, thirty seven. 
thirty something. So like eighty in the eighty two in the NBA. So it was eighty in the NBA. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, and then thirty something in college. So that winds up being, you know, such a difference there. You're able to uh, tighten up your, um, you know, your players and play with with uh, fewer guys. And I thought that was really insightful, interesting, and as just as a fan, you know, and I know you being a coach, you probably love that too. But as a fan, it was just really cool to hear him, you know, talk about how he's um, building the program he's building and his strategy. He's not afraid to just lay it out there for everybody. Yeah, I like Mus. He's really he's honest with the program. He's honest with games, with players, how they play. You mm-hmm. know, with the media, with fans. He's real honest about it. He kind of get a behind the scenes. He's but um, behind the scenes looks look a lot. He's he's honest at what he's what he's doing, and he's honest about that. The I guess the scholarship, you know, a lot of you eleven players, but mm-hmm. he's kind of doing it right this year, where he's got three or four guys transferring and redshirting, and then you got another guys. He had pretty much four guys, you know, that transferred and redshirting this year, and then you got nine guys, uh, pretty much to fill up the rest of the roster, and he really cut he cuts that down to seven eight. You know, and it makes a lot of sense because you see with this team, yeah, they don't, they're not real tall. They're not the most, uh, you know, they're, I don't know, they play together as a team. They seem to just be in a rhythm, mm-hmm. not having to just, just put guys in there that aren't going to contribute, you know, just, right. just to do it and just to pretend, hey, you're saving, you're saving energy. Cause, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, what's another couple of minutes? He's, you know, these guys are young and, at yeah. Arkansas, and you know, Muscle, got a really good training program to you know uh, post post game and making sure the guys stay healthy and in shape too. Yeah, Musselman made the point of, of uh, pointing that out too, and saying like you know they had to be conditioned very mm-hmm. well. You know, so you got to give a, a hats off to the strength and conditioning team for the basketball sure. program yeah, and, and uh, the shape that they're in, and, and and the coaches and the assistant coaches too for for having a really good system in place because we are outlasting a lot of teams that have more depth than us, honestly. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to to hear even even announcers in some of these games say, well, uh, I just noticed it last night against Vanderbilt. Wow, uh, Arkansas's really, or Vanderbilt's really just hanging there, uh, really looking tired at the end of this game. You know, you hear that a lot of other games. Like, wow, Arkansas finishes at the end. We come, yeah. we did that at Indiana. You know, big Indiana crowd there, but you know, tough place to play. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we're going, we're down eleven, and we close out the game. I mean, just like they get stronger. You see Isaiah Joe, the shooter. You know, it's like, hey, a lot of the shooting's in the legs. You would think, well, man, Joe's he's running up. He's playing really good defense this year, or even even better defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also running around and he's getting double teamed quite a bit. But he's still ha- he's having these bigger second halves. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's just, just about, you know, the, the way they play, it's, they don't all have to be on, you know, one of them can have it off, not, you know, because the rest of them pick up the slack, but goodness, like you were saying two weeks ago, I just can't wait to see one game where everybody is, is on, and we haven't seen yeah. that yet, I mean, we haven't seen, um, one game where they've played, you know, like some of the games they did last year, you know, where they were all on, you know, for a mm-hmm. game. And it's going to come. It's going to come soon. And hopefully when it does, we can stay that way. Yeah, there's no reason to think to it um, without jumping too far ahead of Vanderbilt. 
but when you see kind of when you see Reggie Cheney go six out of six, you know, 14 points gives us mm-hmm. something down low. And then imagine if there's no reason why Mason Jones should go 0 for 7 mm-hmm. every game. He's too good of a shooter. I mean, he was uh, for last night, you know, he was averaging 19, almost 20 points a game, second leading if they're scoring the SEC. Mm-hmm. He's not going to always just have eight or, uh, you know, one point, obviously. And mm-hmm. Joe, he didn't have his best game. Yeah, he scored 12, but. Um, you needed every bit of that 30 from Wit, and what if Wit even he might not add 30 every game, but give yeah. you know 15, and you just you haven't you're right, Chad, you haven't seen one of these games where we score 90 or 100 yet, mm-hmm. and it's coming. It might come this Saturday against Kentucky, but it's it's going to come where everybody clicks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think? Do you think we could just we're just not be able to count on Cheney to get us a lot of production this year? I don't think, huh? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> coming off last time, I mean, less than 24 hours was played from, and Cheney has 14 points. I mean, goes six out of six last night, Chad. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's um, encouraging. Yeah. At least a couple of but assists. He didn't have so. any points when we played Ole Miss, none, zip, zero. But he only got in four minutes, too, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'd like to see 14 points. I don't know. The last thing I saw from Reg Cheney went six out of six, so. I guess I'm just positive about that. Hoping, hoping he'll do that more. Yeah, no, I want to see him turn it on. Now, he was one of the guys I thought was going to, you know, uh, be a breakout player for us this year, you know. So, I definitely want to see uh, more of that. But, you know, at the same time, I just want to see, we want to see more consistency from it, you know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely want to see more consistency. So you got to have them, especially against some of those bigger teams coming up, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Mississippi State, and other bigger teams. So, yeah. So, you know, putting up 14 is good in this next game against Vanderbilt. But at the same time, you know, you got to be able to – got to see that three games back too. You know, you get on that slump. If you can just stay consistent, it's really going to help us, you know. But then you say Jalen Harris kind of dropped off a little bit, and he was kind of picking the slack up before. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we were just saying. I mean, nobody's been on at the same time. you got to have second – at least somebody steps up. I mean, you got to have somebody every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, still hadn't done anything. Never know. Maybe he gets, you know, maybe he, I don't know, maybe he plays better. He played less than a minute. Cheney was the guy. The other night against Ole Miss, you know, still, still's the guy that gets the chance. Cheney only gets a couple minutes. He just does it different by game by game. And I'll tell you, Witt's game, that's been uh, fun to watch. It really has. He, he's He's been a fun player to, to watch. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm glad he came back. What? Mm-hmm. Especially against Vandy. Oh, I thought you said something back there. Uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, 30 points is correct. I don't think he's ever scored 30 in college. So mm-hmm. he averaged like 30-something in high school. So I'm good to see. Yeah, just on fire. Uh, Desi Sills had a good game that game. You know, Isaiah Joe, see a drop in, in production. And, you know, that goes back to, like we were saying before, you know, we want to get them all going at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no, Witt's game against Vanderbilt was incredible. He was feeling it. Took 24, you know, shots. Must said he didn't call one play for Witt. He just, you know, Vanderbilt plays a lot of zone on us, and he was hitting that short corner dunker spot. Um, I guess must have refers to it as just uh, hitting it and hitting those spots, man. And, I mean, how many dunks did he have? And uh, uh, Cheney dunked. And um, mm-hmm. so those two guys, but Witt, he seemed like for a six – Three six four guy, man. He's got some long arms and can obviously jump because he's just flat foot dunking it just any time wide open. That's a pretty high percentage shot. 
Oh, yeah, it was a heck of a game, for sure. With eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Witt's been, Witt's been really solid, man. Yeah. You right. saw our assists kind of drop off in this game from, you know, most everybody, really. But That's not bad, though. I mean, we had 13 assists against Ole Miss, and this time we had 19, so... It's not bad. Eight for Mason Jones. I remember you 19, kept saying 19 whole, assists, seven turnovers. That's pretty good. I remember this whole game you kept saying, like, is, is Jones going to do anything? And, uh, <laughs> it's no, crazy. No, he didn't. The whole game. Timmy got a point. <laughs> got one. I was like, oh, he's going to come on. He's saving an offer to Kentucky. He's going to score 40 points against Kentucky, so he'll make up for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect him just to score one. But at least he has given us seven rebounds and eight assists. Yeah, against Kentucky, he's, you know, it'd be nice to see him come – he was just averaging 19 points before last night, so mm-hmm. you know he's got it in him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He just had a real bad night, you know, so. Yeah, oh, it happens. It does. Um, but that's when, you know, you see, you know, Chaney come in, and, like you said, come off the bench and take up some of the slack, you know. Uh, even Joe wasn't having his best night, you know, only, only getting 12 points, you know. Uh, yeah, it was a good game, though. I enjoyed it. They were really moving up and down the court. Uh, The defense is just, again, I don't know. I say this every single week, but defense is just a pleasure to watch. Yeah, it is. You know, and they made it back to that Ole Miss game. They made, at the end of the game, Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, started using these different traps, uh, sending Desi to trap, or or Joe made two steals in a row, one a game ceiling pretty much to put him on the free throw line. Mm Mm-hmm. He goes over, traps Desi's guy in the corner, and then kind of jumps back before, you know, kind of reads, oh, well, this guy's going to try to pass out of this trap, reads the pass, picks it off, and they foul him, and he knocks the free throws down to ice the game. It's like some of these moves are just like, oh, man, they're – and they don't – you know, it's a little different than we've seen or, or, you know, from full court press, but it's still an aggressive half-court defense that, um, you know, forcing a lot more turnovers than we, you know, for 16 turnovers in that game, so. Oh, yeah. Five steals. You know, it's always fun whenever you get to see them you know, snatch the ball. And, and uh, a lot of those steals were just ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, five, uh, three blocks, that's not bad. Witt had two. And t- he, I mean, he was he had everything. He didn't have any assists, which is crazy. But two blocks on top of all that. But five steals, yeah. Desi, of course, he's always, um, most of the coaches call him pesky or you know, he's referred to, he just gets in there, man. He's not scared. He ends up on the floor at least a couple times a game. He puts it all yeah. out there. But And he's good in transition when he gets it, too. We've, you know, we take those five steals and, you know, we score 18 points from the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So when they turn it over, we're, you know, we're looking to push, push in that way. And a lot of times, uh, Desi's one of my favorite to watch because last night he had a spin move when he got down to the paint, which is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my favorite um, play on that game was that baseline dunk from Witt, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, he he's, uh, he slammed it several times. He was finding those long base on what the hips was. Yeah, it seemed like he was really, you know, he was having a good game. You know, he he like was feeling the zone, you know, and was able to, you know, just be in the right spot a lot of different times. 
Yeah, it felt like it felt like he was on, and you knew he was feeling it too. Mm-hmm. But still, that free throw shot. <laughs> yeah, and he was doing better before this game. He was still at a four, but the other games, like Ole Miss, what was he? Uh, I think seven out of eight, or he's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven out of eight against Ole Miss for the free throws. He's been a lot better in the conference before that the other night. So he had a chance. He left a couple points out on the board. He could have. Shot his first three of the year, and that was just at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if he, that would have been cool to him just not shoot a whole three of the entire year, but he may go down just to 0 for 1. I bet he, I bet he has to, I bet he heaves one up before the season's over. Yeah, we'll see. If he's failing it, what if he just can't make it? So he just don't he's need to feel comfortable. If he's good enough from 12 feet in, you know, why, why jack it up from out there? Everybody else is taking enough threes, so. Yeah, I mean, just take that 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, I like that, though. I like those sure, you know, plays and, and getting, oh, yeah. you know, getting a little closer. and You know, but a lot, a lot of folks like it when we jack it up, so. Yeah, I think everybody wants to see balance, man. I don't, I don't know, man. Whenever... <laughs> If I'm being honest, whenever Joe's on fire and he's just like throwing them down, I, I'm just like, why? Just passing Joe, just passing. Joe. Yeah, yeah. When he's on, man, he's just <laughs> there's a. I guess from maybe the left left wing or left corner, he's not very good, but he's been hitting a bunch in the corner. It's just like on him, and or when he just like last night he hit two threes in a row, him just taking the ball up and just shooting it on him. That's how he gets in rhythm. Let him take that one. Like other guys, it looks like wow, he's just you know throwing it up there, chucking it up there, man. Like somebody at the damn hyper or at the park, just like just damn, we didn't even have a chance to move the ball around. But with him, you're like it's okay, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. When somebody's just like two guys are just like right on top of him, but he shoots it from such a distance that he's open. But like hey, he could be the only guy that shoots threes the rest of the year, and I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So well. I don't know if we have anything else on these two games, Mississippi and Vanderbilt. Yeah, not really. They were good games. Um, oh, they were terrific. At first, I mean, just good second halves. And what would you rather play, a good first half or a good second half? Yeah, so. <laughs> I agree. I mean, as long as we're winning, that's all that matters. Mm, sure. uh, we're just, for sure. you know, right now, that, that that's it. I think we got a good chance <laughs> to go into Kentucky and beat them, honestly. Yeah, I do too. And I don't think that's, I don't know, maybe it is, but I don't feel like that's, you know, out there to say we'll be able to go in and, and beat Kentucky this year. Oh, no, that's it's not one of their best Kentucky teams, plus any team but a mm-hmm. You know, that's a team we, now I think Kentucky was a little bit better last year, at least at that time, and we almost beat them. You know, Isaiah Joe lit him up last year there in mm-hmm. Lexington. So I don't know. And after last night's loss to South Carolina, I just I feel I feel like I feel like man, I don't wish, you know, maybe if we get up the took me in their rank or ten rank ten, I was like, I want a better win after we win. But yeah. I'll take a win no matter I don't like to think it's good, so that's all right. Yeah. Well, it looks like we played uh, the Kentucky, they played Michigan State their first game beat them, uh, went over and played, uh, and they're ranked 10th in the nation. Michigan State was 15th. Played uh, Eastern Kentucky, beat them real bad. 
uh, played Evansville, and Evansville beat them. Uh, then they go and play Utah Valley, and uh, beat Utah Valley. They play uh, Mount St. Mary's, beat them. Play Lamar, beat them. Uh, play UAB, beat them. Uh, FDU, beat them. Uh, Georgia Tech, beat them. They go over to Utah, and they lose the game to Utah. Uh, Ohio State beats Kentucky. Uh, they go play Louisville, beat them. Uh, go play Missouri and uh, beat them. Go over and play Georgia, beat them. Uh, Alabama, beat them. Uh, South Carolina beats them. We saw that game. I remember watching watching some of that. I know you was watching it on TV too. And uh, goodness gracious, how are they ranked 10th in the nation? <laughs> You know, well, they've they had, had some, all these losses. Yeah, they've had some okay wins, but like losing to Evans, Vomer, getting uh, it's like oh that game's seeing the score to that one and turning the last of because it's good to see Kentucky lose to in Evansville. Oof. But uh, then they lost last night. Yeah, we both watched that game um, and uh, lost to South Carolina, like an eight and seven South Carolina team just gave up a fourteen point lead. Just beat them. It looked like we beat a lot of teams too. It was like right at the end. Right down to the wire. Yeah, except they didn't pull it off. So we might have the, I don't know, kind of seemed fickle and the, kind of got rattled by the South Carolina, rowdy South Carolina crowd. Mm-hmm. Which a third of it at least was Kentucky fans from the looks of it. So, yeah, I know this is a game a lot of folks are saying, you know, Arkansas is probably going to go down. One of the ones they've probably had marked on their calendar all year is a, it's a real tough game, a game we might not uh, be able to win. But, yeah, I think we got a chance with this team, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. I expect us to win, to be honest with you. I mean, we're going to be pretty in hog pressure if we lose Kentucky at home this year. So, mm-hmm. I think we should win. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think we, uh, you know, we should have a good, good team. And, uh, you know, we should be able to go in there and, and uh, win this game, hopefully. Uh, especially after South Carolina beat them. You know, that to me, that's like, all right, we should be able to get a W, too. But at the same time, they're coming off that South Carolina loss. They're upset. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so how does yeah, that almost, affect things, you know? Yeah, it's like, well, it's kind of nice for, from our point of view. It's like, yeah, they're definitely not unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, but you also, they're still, you know, we're ranked 10th at the, you know, yesterday or still are when they come into Bud Walton Saturday, mm-hmm. whether they deserve to be 10th or that's just their name, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they could beat teams like Michigan State and uh, Louisville, but when they lose to Evansville and South Carolina and a couple of other, you know, their loss is not too great. But, um, yeah, they're not unstoppable, but they're definitely long, you know, they're tall and, they got pretty good rebounding ability and scoring ability and natural, you know, talent. But they're kind of a weird team. They're not just all freshmen. They got actually two freshman starters and a junior and two sophomore starters. So it's kind of kind of a different team. You think they wouldn't get around with actually a little bit more experience in mm-hmm. some of those closing moments like last night? No, you're hundred percent right on that. You know, you'd think they would, uh, you know, be doing a little better. I mean. Their uh, total points right now is, is uh, 1,200. 
and uh, their opponent's total points is 1,019. So, you know, they're definitely getting played close games in most of their games. Yeah, yeah. They'll... Points per game, 75 points per game. Uh, opponent points per game, 63.7. Yeah, so... Okay, so they average about a ten point victory, but you know, that's you know playing some. They, this definitely shows that they haven't been blowing everybody out. That's a mm. in basketball ten twelve point lead. That's probably about a seven, almost pretty much a touchdown in football, or mm-hmm. you know something like that. Not a not a huge huge uh, gap of a margin. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they've been giving up a lot of three point shots. So it looks like uh, that's how a lot of teams have been attacking them. Uh, more than anything, so yeah, yeah, they don't seem to be. They're not the. I mean, I see a thirty-eight opponent field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Almost, I mean, inching up there in the high thirties. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not shooting very. Wait a minute. Opponent field goal percentage is twenty-nine. Never mind. That's not. That's not too bad. But I think ours is lower, but they do hit free throws pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, you don't want them to go to the line, especially that Ashton Hagens, their point guard. Mm. Uh, he's 70, 81%. Shoot, their manual quickly. This guy, one of their other guards, he's 93% from the free throw line. Oh, wow. He's also hit, I think, at some point in that game, they said he had made 13 out of 14 three-pointers or 14 three-pointers in the last three games. And uh, he hit the game tying before South Carolina hit that last second shot for the win when they looked like they were going to go and he was going to send him to overtime. So no, quick was a pretty good three point shooter, but hopefully we won't come down to the last second. We blow him out of the water, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's gotten uh 206 points so far this year. So yeah, he's definitely getting out there. Uh, the Max Ree Therese, of course their leading score with 222 points. Yeah, he's probably maybe their best freshman. You know, they usually have freshman draft pick, but six three mm-hmm. guy, one ninety eight guard. So him and Hagen's is six thirty two. So they got a couple guys we match up pretty well against those ones. Yeah, and Hagen's has two hundred nine points. So you know they're all they're all doing pretty good. And then Nick Richards coming in at uh, two hundred ten points, and then uh, everybody else is, is a dramatic drop off from that. That's their four. You know, main guys. Yeah, they got those four guys that, you know, thirteen point all average in the thirteen mm-hmm. point average per point per game. Uh, so that's pretty good. I mean, they're, you know, they kind of balance it out with those guys. And EJ Montgomery, only seven the other starter, mm-hmm. um, or eleven games at least. Um, but. Yeah, him, him and Nate Siston both have ninety four points on the year, so they they have about the same productivity. Yeah, then Montgomery, so he's a 6'10", 228 guy. So that's kind of a pretty tough load for us. But um, mm-hmm. who's that other one? The, uh, so hey, Sestina, yeah, 6'9". Yeah. So they got some, they do got some length in the other. Uh, who was that? Oh, uh, yeah, Richards. He's he's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Nick. 6'11", 247. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got uh, Kean Brooks with 84 points on the year, and uh, you got uh, Kaylee Whitley with uh, 59 points on the year. Uh, other than that, you don't see much productivity. 
uh, from anybody else. Uh, Johnny Zhang, yeah, 22 points on the year. But, you know, their, their bench is pretty deep if you look at it, really. Yeah, they do seem to play quite a bit of guys. They don't, he doesn't believe as much maybe in the kind of muscleman approach. At least, mm-hmm. what, nine guys that average 10 points or more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that, uh, you know, the way to beat this team is, is going to be to just play a really fast game. Try to get up and down the court. It, uh, you know, get them into uh, some different situations. Uh, play that uh, man defense on them. I really like how that's looked. Um, and just really try to disrupt them. You know, and if we can do anything to to stop their big guys down low, that can, you know, give us opportunity to, to win the game. So, I don't know if Chaney has to come in and be productive. I don't know what we got to do, but we got to do something or we're going to wind up with a situation like we wound up with with LSU. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're going to play that strategy of just getting everybody to the rim. Mm-hmm. On offense, just drive. They they play that Calipari plays that has always played that dribble drive offense. Just let his you know talented talented players just keep driving it in and trying to make you know plays. And so they're gonna be working around the perimeter. And we just we need to force them to shoot threes. South Carolina did that. South Carolina played a zone on them to force them to take those shots. But we can we can we'll still play man and just kind of move them out there, make sure they don't get inside the lane, cut them off, you know, cut the ball off more so than they did against LSU because that's what LSU was doing, just taking it up there, throwing it in. If it didn't go in, hey, that's all right. One of our guys will mm-hmm. uh, get it and put it back up. But South Carolina did. They're a pretty physical team under uh, Coach Martin. Almost 30 rebounds, offense rebounds, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, alone just total against Kentucky. So sometimes Kentucky just doesn't play physically. They got the talent, but they don't they – don't, they don't have that kind of chip to uh, aggressive to play, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure avenging a loss will kind of get their attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. You know, um, I remember whenever they lost to Evansville, uh, going back and uh, watching some of the highlights and stuff like that because it was, a, you know, it was just a big ordeal. Uh, but it just seemed like, you know, they wasn't able to um, stop Evansville with their, uh, you know, three-point shots. And uh, and that's what really hurt them. You know, it seemed like they just got on fire, and it was just, you know, it was just hard to stop them. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. I mean, you, Joe tore him up last year. I don't see any reason why he couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully Jones will be on, so that could definitely work in our favor as well. Well, I'm just thinking the nice thing about that is, you know, seeing them, uh, you know, go down in that that manner is that gives us, you know, the opportunity to to be able to do sort of the same thing. And I know I keep saying, like, oh, we don't need to shoot it all the time, but this might be the game where we do. (laughs) I mean, like, well, they always, if they're they're not hitting them, you know, they shoot less. Mason uh, didn't take as many in that second half against Vanderbilt once he knew he was kind of off. Um, Joe's going to keep shooting the matter, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with those kind of big guys down low, we'll see. But uh, doesn't seem like Desi's 
they're that scared. And Jimmy will instead of maybe taking it all the way to the basket, you know, he's he's going to pull it through his pull up shot. But you really need Jones to. He's going to have to hit a couple threes and kind of stretch it out so they can drive in. And you know, Kentucky's just playing some bad games too this year. Um, that's that's another thing. That Evansville game. It was just a really bad like game. It didn't look like a good team and they've looked like that in several different games even some games they've won where you've been watching them and you just they just don't look as sharp and as good as kentucky normally looks yeah they've really only got two i mean they just got two good wins uh, louisville and michigan state in every other game um georgia tech comparison score of course we did play at georgia tech but you know kentucky beats them by 14 we didn't beat them by one but that was at in lexington and and so far in SEC play, I'm not can't really say we've played anybody in Vanderbilt or any wins beat anybody A and M, Vandy and Ole Miss, but they've only beaten Missouri, Georgia, and Alabama themselves. Mm. So, you know, they're just not one of the best Kentucky teams. Um, to me, at least most talented, and really just hadn't clicked. Even though you'd think with maybe a little bit more experience, they don't have a guy that just you know is going to take over a game and score. 30 or 40 like they've had in the past that even though if you shut them down and you know they can't get any kind of offensive rhythm that he's gonna some there's some of the guys gonna be hot so you just kind of we just limit them their offensive rebounds i think we'll win well i think so i think we got a really good opportunity and don't put them on the free throw line because they're pretty good at free throws they're going to try to get in there. That's going to be might be their office. Just try to draw fouls. We don't have a lot of depth. Well, do you want to uh, do a prediction on uh, Kentucky, Arkansas? Of course, I'd be kind of remiss not to. I'll let you go through the honors of going first. All right. I think this game is going to be a game where we have to shoot a lot of threes to win it. I think uh, you know. Hopefully, we're going to see Joe come out and be on. Uh, so I, I'd say. 87, 80, Arkansas. 87, 80, Hawks. I like that. I'm going to go, I think we'll get in the 80s too because I think Kentucky uh, will allow us to do that. But they might kind of, you know, maybe more, just more possessions because they might they might like to enjoy playing a little a little faster game when we just get them up scoring. Um, I'll go 84, Hogs 84, Kentucky, I go 76. 84, 76. I like it. Yeah. Well, then we got to go and play uh, Mississippi State next. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't watched as much Mississippi State as Kentucky. Uh, the Kentucky game in Bud Walton Arena has been looming. It's been sold out since before the first game of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's everybody's kind of habit to – more at Kentucky, but and Mississippi State, I think, is um, they're just not a very like, not that well, Kentucky's not very likable at all. They're just as far as basketball, I don't know. We have not a team we've played the best against here lately, but it's also got a new coach now and see how that kind of we match up. But they're one and three in conference, too. Mm-hmm. But it's a tough road game, we you know, uh, struggle sometimes down in Starkville. That's true. Well, anytime you're playing a SEC game, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, road game especially. Mm-hmm. So, let alone home game. Yeah. Well, we look at their schedule here. Uh, they went down and played Florida International. 
University, and they got they beat them. Then they went over and played uh, Sam Houston, beat them. Uh, played Louisiana Monroe, beat them. Uh, played uh, New Orleans, beat them. Tulane beat them. Went up and played Villanova. And played them a tough game, uh, but got beat 83-76. Villanova's 14th in the nation. Uh, went over and played uh, Coastal Carolina, beat them. Uh, got beat by Louisiana Tech. Uh, went down and uh, beat Kansas State. Went over and uh, played Redford, beat them. Uh, New Mexico State uh, beat Mississippi State. You see them uh, beat Kent State. Uh, Auburn beats them and uh, beats them down. That's an 80 to 68 game. Of course, Auburn's number four in the nation. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Alabama beats them. So they take a loss there. Go over to LSU, get beat again by LSU. Uh, then they beat Missouri. Uh, they're going to play Georgia next. Then they play us. Poor guys just been getting beat down in the SEC. They were doing pretty good, and then they got an SEC, and it was like tough for them. So yeah, they, you see they that made, a lot, you know. Yeah, for sure, it's a different, different conference start, and it's more exciting to watch. I love conference uh, college basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just every game that matters, and it's a whole different intensity. But yeah, like you said, you see, you see it, and um, you get behind that zero and three in the standings and you're, you're looking, you're looking way up when you're, you're down there last, mm-hmm. you know, when you got four teams combined for, or a couple of, you know, three or four, three and one and LSU at four and four and oh right now. And they're kind of looking up, but they did finally get one at home against uh, Missouri. Um, but kind of their line of offensive line. They've had Nick Weatherspoon. He's been he was suspended the first ten games. Mm-hmm. Um, he played um, played a few years there, so we've seen him play in other games. Um, so he's he's just been pretty much joined at the semester. He's six two junior, average, averaged at least before this Missouri game, you know, fourteen points. Looking at their uh, this thing, uh, Reg Perry six ten, uh, sophomore. He's their main guy. He mm-hmm. he averages. 16 points, 10 rebounds a game, uh, 6'11". Um, guy that was committed to Mike Anderson for a year or so, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, decided to decommit and go to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He's been stuck down there, but he's actually having a decent year this year. They got Robert Woodard, 6'7", Tyson Carter, 6'4", and Abdul Adu, 6'11". So they got a couple of twin towers mm-hmm. with Adu and uh, Reggie Perry. Well, they'd like to keep it in the paint. They got uh, 410 points in the paint, only 89 points for three-point shots, and then uh, their free throws are 243 points. So they they definitely like to keep it down low. Uh, it's going to be a, a different type of game uh, than what we're coming out of with uh, Kentucky. So well, how do you think that's going to affect us, Tim? Well, I mean, still they'll... Uh... They'll still want to go inside just like Kentucky. I mean, I think they'll more like, the, you know, focusing on in the paint. Reggie Perry does step out. He's not a very good three-pointer, three-point mm-hmm. shooter, so he'd like him to step out. But, you know, the, do that's all he does is inside. He's a bigger body. I mean, kind of how we've been playing against taller teams. Yeah. Just going to have to play a little, you know, aggressive help side and, you know, make sure the 
Perry or a dude just doesn't even touch the ball down low. Now Witherspoon's pretty good too, right? Yeah, he's been he's been decent, uh, but he was suspended the first ten ten games of the year, uh, so he's still but he's he's still averaging thirteen and a half points. Oh goodness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I know they got quite a few freshmen on this team too, with Stewart, uh, Devin Butts, uh, uh, Monla Iverson. Uh, so they got a lot of they got a lot of freshmen and and juniors. Really, really young team. Yeah, they are. And then, yeah, they're, just, they're kind of a good balance, but definitely a young team. You know, Stewart he gets the most playing time out of those guys, seven and a half points a game, and. Yeah, I was saying uh, Woodward, he had 11 points, and then Tyson Carter, two at 13. Um, that was kind of, well, Woodward, 6'7", kind of a swing man, and then 6'4", Tyson Carter, mm-hmm. uh, senior, but kind of spread around in the age and experience, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting game for us to play, for sure. I think... You know, like you said, I hadn't seen a whole lot of Texas A&M games, so um, I'm not real privy to what they're doing this year. But you know, we saw them last year, and we know they uh, tried to play a very physical game, and it seemed like they was really trying to slow the game down last mm-hmm. year. So, do you think we can expect that see that same kind of strategy where they try to slow it down? Yeah, I would imagine so at home too. Try to dictate mm-hmm. the tempo and. Just kind of work it against us. I mean, they're plus seven point eight in the rebounding margin. You know, six hundred eighteen rebounds. So their their opponents four hundred ninety four. So that's going to be. Uh, they're going to look at second chance opportunities. But if they're crashing people, kind of like LSU did, maybe we can get out because they're not really as equipped to do that. Um, but they'll definitely try to try to slow it down. When you just look at a lot of their scores. Even race mm-hmm. 72, and you know, they say, Well, they held Missouri to 45, but LSU 59 60. Some really, you know, really games in the 50, a lot of games in the 50s and 60s, exactly. And then when they do shoot it in the, the threes, uh, really that Woodard's the guy you see putting it up, and Stewart, yeah, Woodard's not bad at 51%. Uh, so hopefully, it doesn't take more than. For some reason, they've let Tyson Carter shoot 96 of them. He's got doubles anybody else's attempts, and he's only ma- he's making less than 30%. So mm-hmm. there's probably a reason you're open, you know, Tyson Carter. Exactly. But that's all right. Don't tell them that. <laughs> well, I, I think you can expect us again to play another uh, really aggressive style of defense here. Um, do you think we'll go to the zone all with this team, or do you think we'll stick with man like we have been? I imagine. I mean, I don't know. He might. He might be saving it, but he's pretty much just played exclusively man. So I guess until I see him play zone, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I can't assume he would. I just thought maybe with a team that's a little bit slower, that's playing more inside ball, shooting less threes, might be an optimum time to, you know, go into a zone type. Yeah, I mean, what well, do you think? well, I mean, with the. Uh, with the way they kind of do the help side defense on the post players anyways, it's kind of like putting an extra guy down there. So it's almost almost like they do, you know. Mm-hmm. Or at least kind of gives them some some of those uh, positives of 
would be, you know, using something like that, put an extra guy down there. Kind of cut that off and force him to take threes. Exactly. They'll probably just play, keep playing in kind of aggressive help and hopefully not even allowing the post to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, do you think we, uh, you think we need to throw a score out there for this or? I don't know. Forget Mississippi State, man. It's not even important. Yeah. But if we were to make a prediction, because it's always always a good thing to do, and it's tradition on this podcast. And if anybody's listening, we'll ever throw some predictions out. We'll gladly, gladly add them, add them to this. Oh, that'd be but, cool. Uh, Put some fan predictions out. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to go... I'm going to go Arkansas, 73, Mississippi State. I'm going to go 68. 73-68. I'm going to say Mississippi State, 72, Arkansas, 75. Oh, nice. You expect a close game, too. I don't. It probably shouldn't be a close game. That's why I'm guessing. It is. Yeah, but you were saying, alluding to earlier though, Chad, that it's a conference game. Conference games are tough, and it's at their mm-hmm. place in Starkville. It's a hump. It's it's called the hump. It's called the hump dump because it's a dump of a arena, and it's hard for kind of really to get in a rhythm down there. So, but a win, a win would be a win. It'd be still a good win in Mississippi State. You know. They were in the tournament last year for the first time in several years. They expected to get back this year, I think, and they have not, so they're going to be desperate for wins. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that happening. So, Well, you know, I guess we can go to a quick break, and then we'll uh, come back here in a minute. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. 